Welcome in, everyone, to the Week 5 preview show brought to you by the Commissioner's Report. I am your commissioner, Kyle Wilson. I'm joined by my co-commissioner, um, Eli. How are you feeling tonight, Eli? Good, thank you. And I'm also joined by my boss, Matthew Bound. How are you feeling tonight? Happy to be here. Folks, let me tell you, you don't get to see what we get to see. Eli's got his mustache back, guys. It's hideous. It is horrible. I am sad. Yes, the, the whole crew is back together. Eli gets to stay up late tonight to record the podcast. Little guy gets to stay. Wow. joined by Mr. Steal Your Girl, Eli Mattoon, because he's still my girlfriend. But anyway, <laughs> let's get into it. Tonight we did something a little bit special and fun, and we did a mock draft where each of us were responsible for drafting four different teams, and we did the first four rounds of the draft. Um, that had us raising our eyebrows at one another, and I think you guys will have plenty of comments on So Eli posted it in the chat. Hopefully you guys are going to leave some comments on that. We're going to start the show by just briefly talking about each of these teams, highlighting some things about the players we chose for those teams. Um, because these are, in our opinions, the 48 most important players in fantasy football for the rest of the season, theoretically, because these were the first 48 picked. So I think it's safe to say these are the people that matter the most. Matthew, do you want to start, or should I start, and we just go in order? How do you guys oh, think we should do it? I don't know. Mr. Commissioner. What do you think, Eli? I need some co-commissioner advice. How are we going to do this? Um, I, I don't know. I, I, All I right, so I'll start. I had the first pick of the draft, and with, with the first pick of the draft, that's about <laughs> as much as co-managing as me and Alex do, so... <laughs> Sorry, Alec. <laughs> um, anyway, I had the first pick of the draft, and I chose Alvin Kamara. He seems to be the one guy who can't let you down right now, just with how many passes he's catching underneath. I'm not really scared of Michael Thomas coming back, so it was a great start. But then it got a little dicey. Uh, there was a huge run on running backs. Almost the entire first round was all running backs. And so by the time my second pick came up, the last pick of the second round. Josh Kelly was one of the most exciting names out there. <laughs> I chose him over Kenyon Drake, Antonio Gibson, Ronald Jones, Todd Gurley, Raheem Mostert. So I chose him over some people, but I'm excited to see what Josh Kelly can do with Austin Eckler out. Uh, as my wide receiver won in the third round, first pick of the third round, I have Michael Thomas and then the last pick of the draft, I picked Raheem Mostert. I'm really excited to see what Raheem Mostert can do um, moving forward when he comes back from injury. Hopefully that's soon. So, I think the Raheem Mostert pick is probably the most appropriate pick to me in, in this mock draft in that he is right on the edge of top value. Is that he, he has proven that he can pull off those big runs, but it's not quite as big and as great as a top running back should be. And so I think that that's probably the most appropriate pick out of all of these 48 players to me, is that he's right at the end, but still there. 
yeah, worth mentioning, but at the bottom. And I felt like with this specific team, I had to draft him because Josh Kelly is no sure thing. So I felt like I needed to use that last pick of the draft on another running back. And like you said, Reem Mostert was appropriately right there in that spot. Matthew has this little smirk on his face, so he thinks we're all idiots. So I'd love to hear what he's thinking right now. I think you're all idiots, but but your logic on Josh Kelly is just flawed in my mind because you could have picked him in the spot you picked Raheem Mostert, I think. I don't think that you could have picked him nor would I. So you're acting like you had to pick a receiver at that spot and that, like, Josh Kelly's after us. I'm thinking you could have picked another receiver, for that matter, and, you know, you could have Brady Monster there, and you got less cut from me than, than Josh Kelly. But um, but anyway, see, I wanted to pick him where I feel like was more reflective of his actual value for the rest of the season. I legitimately believe Josh Kelly is going to be worth that 24th pick of the draft okay. rest of season. So that's how I feel about that team. Um, Let's hop you know, over. You know, that's about as shocking to me as picking Jonathan Taylor in the second round. This is way worse. Uh, But guys, like, hold on. I I think that you guys are sleeping on Josh Kelly big time. Let me me explain. Let me explain. (laughs) He has had, he's had plenty of work in the passing game. He's getting looks. Three targets a game, two targets a game. Decent, right? But he's also getting a lot of snaps and touches for being a rookie sharing a backfield. And so with, Austin Eckler going down for multiple weeks. Like, he's not going to be back soon. Josh Kelly is the man. You don't think Justin Jackson's going to get a share of that low? Not coming off of injury. I don't think that... The thing is... I don't me, think he's relevant. The thing is for me is that it's rest of season. It's not just next four weeks. It, and I, I think that Eckler's hamstring is going to keep him out probably for six, seven weeks. But he's going to come back, and they're going to use him. And... So, to see, he's not Kelly Kelly is going to be during the playoffs. Of the I just think, oh, I would not do it. Right. Well, good thing is, time will tell, but I don't think we can spend enough more time on this. It's going to be a very long podcast. Okay, let's jump to our next team. There's going to be plenty of shocking choices that was made. Matthew, let's I would have picked Delvin Kamara as the first pick in the draft as well, but I was not disappointed in Delvin Cook as the next pick. He gets used. All the time, even if his team blows. Delvin Cook is a great player. Um, it wasn't too hard of a, a choice for me uh, to, to choose him as number two. Uh, and I actually really like this team that I have. It's Delvin Cook, Tyler Lockett, Calvin Ridley, and Josh Allen. I am not disappointed in this team. I'll step in. I'll, I'll say that basically from Matthew's team through um, my uh, pick for the sixth team, so one, two, three, one. Six, all, all of those five teams, I look at those and I think, yeah, that, those are all reasonable picks. Every single pick within those five teams are really solid. Talking about Josh Kelly? People that are there. Oh, Excluding Josh Kelly. Um, but I like. One. I gotta be but controversial. Those, those five teams, I think, are really solid for the people that are there. Honestly, the biggest problem I have with any of those players is Miles Sanders. Okay, but you're well, jumping. All, hey, you're jumping all over the place right now. I just need to talk to you about sure. your team or Matthew's team. You just talked about. Otherwise, we're gonna get lost. Sorry. Basically, I'm saying I don't have a lot to say about these next five teams because I think that there's a lot of reasons. All right, run me down your team and talk about one player on it. Um, Aaron Jones. He's he's he was picked in the second round this year. He's 
He is worthy. But on Eli's draft, for you who aren't looking at it, he was the third pick of the draft, so Eli's number one pick. And Eli, where would you have, if you could have picked him higher, is he your number one overall? Because I know that you brought that up. number one overall. Um, I think that Delvin Kamara Okay, but interesting. Are you guys low on Zeke? Like, is he a clear fourth to you guys, or do you think yes, that yes. he's also right in the mix? Yes. Okay. For me, I think he's right in the mix. I kind of flipped him either way. For me, I think right in the mix, I would actually put Delvin Cook last just because I think his offense is the worst, and I don't like that combination. <laughs> but but like I said, these players are all interchangeable. Miles Sanders, I'm still very hopeful for. He's also on my team, followed by Allen Robinson and Tyler Boyd, and that is the fourth spot of the draft. Um, I am a huge fan of the Allen Robinson-Tyler Boyd stack. They're incredible, incredibly consistent, both of them. Um, so I am happy to lean on them. And I think that team has a solid chance. That That's probably my second favorite team of my teams. All right. Over to the fifth spot of the draft. Matthew, who do you grab at number um, five? Brian Edwards was my number E-layer. He was my number five or number five of the draft. I didn't know Mrs. Sally Johnson was um, making an appearance on the podcast. Now, that wasn't a clear choice to me. I really debated uh, which what you're going to be finding up coming up next. The next two picks, I won't be spoiler, but any of the next – him plus the next two was my debate, but I love this team. This is this is my probably favorite of the teams that I drafted for in this draft. So it's Clyde and then Devonte Adams, DK Metcalf, and Todd Gurley. Happy with this team. All right, I think it, it's a very decent team. DK Metcalf might regress. Todd Gurley might disappoint. However, there are there's a lot of upside on this. So I agree. Eli, over to the sixth. Team of the draft. Yep, this one I have right Derek Henry on Thielen, OBJ, and Juju. Um, this is probably my biggest skeptical team, where, um, in my opinion, you could have three wide receiver ones on this roster uh, with Adam Thielen, OBJ, and Juju, but they also could all have OBJ or they score single digit because of, of various reasons, mostly because of their quarterback. Um, I don't disagree, but I also feel like this is the only team that I definitely believe it's possible for all four of these players to fall completely out of this draft by the end of the season. What I mean by that, no, what I mean by that is like Derrick Henry, if COVID gets worse, and they move games, cancel games, whatever, he could fall out of the top 48 players if he misses enough games. Adam Thielen, if Justin Jefferson keeps replacing him, if Dalvin Cook, you know, I could see Adam Thielen falling out. OBJ has shown that he can fall out. He did all last season, and so did Juju. So I'm interested. Like, yeah, I think that's a doomsday scenario for right. all four of those guys. So, but it's the only team, possible, yeah. But that's, that would be pretty Right. It's, I, I don't believe fair. that, but it's the only team that it's a possibility. Oh, yeah. That would be pretty wild, honestly. I would, I would say, Kyle, at some point you need to get over your hate for Adam Like, this man is good. I don't know. I'm just not The only reason he's a bright spy is because he wears yellow gloves. That's the only reason he ever gets passed to. He has yellow gloves on. Yes, that must be it. He scored yellow gloves, too, so maybe you're on something. Okay, do you guys, is Adam Thielen one of the players that you would bank on a touchdown every game for? Like, 
is he one of the guys who you're like, I expect him to score? I would say over five. So half the time. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, because if you're expecting half... If you think that a person's going to score a touchdown every game, I think you're okay. I think so, too. But if you're expecting half from Adam Thielen, right, that means, theoretically, his next four games, he should be without a touchdown. Because he has four so far. If that does happen, Adam Thielen's season is certainly not the same as it is right now. Anyway, you, you brought it up. Okay, I'll, nothing but hate. I'll put a, a five-hands bet down on Adam Thielen having more than nine touchdowns. He is not. You think he's going to get nine? Yeah. You are the one who's like, you can't just. What if you don't get that? So you can't rely on this today if you get outside that. Adam Thielen is good outside of the touchdowns. He has plenty of receptions. We're gonna keep. I'm gonna keep talking about Adam Thielen. Let me look at it. The bet is there. Five hands. Okay. Two weeks this season, he has had three catches. And the third week, he had six catches. That's not a lot of catches. I, I still just think that That's he's, he's clearly looked at. Okay. He's clearly relied on. All right, we'll see. I think that he is not going to be a top 12 receiver at the end of the season. So I don't think he's worth being picked at the seventh pick of the second round in this mock draft. But anyway, let's no, move I would on. not have picked him over Devontae Adams. Yeah, that seems incredibly... I, I, say I think I would have had him in the third round, not the second. Michael Thomas? I know, but what like what about Michael Thomas? If Michael Thomas comes back in two weeks. I would have picked Michael Thomas over. Alright, let's move on to our next two teams. It, very interesting, these next two teams are my team and Matthew's team. We have the exact same <coughs> excuse me, we have the exact same strategy here. We went running back, tight end, wide receiver, then quarterback with our four picks. My team being Christian McCaffrey, Travis Kelsey, Keenan Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Favorite part of this team is that Kelsey-Mahomes stack. I am loving that. Um, but your team is no slouch of a team either, Matthew. You want to run down that one? Yep. I got Chris Carson, George Kittle, Terry McLaurin, and Dak Prescott. Now, what Kyle had discussed after drafting them, Kyle had asked which team I like better, and I, I chose his team. Uh, we noted that when Kyle got to pick before I did on the odd number rounds, that he got kind of the edge, that, that he got got Christian over Chris, um, uh, sorry, McCaffrey over Carson, and then he got Keenan Allen over Terry McLaurin. And when I got the picks first in the second round, George Taylor and Travis Kelsey, pretty much a wash, Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes, somewhat a wash as well. And so, so in the end, I would have chosen Kyle's team had I had that option. It was weird for me to pick it a quarterback because I just don't really do that. But <coughs> in the fourth round is where I would consider some of these like top top level guys worth taking over the rest of the field. So I think that is why I was okay with trying out that strategy. And honestly, that's a really decent start to your team if you can get some depth. Um, Eli, do you want to talk about your third team in the nine spot? Um, yeah, this one again. Relatively skeptical. Kareem Hunt, Mari Cooper, Kenny Drake, Mike Evans. The biggest factor here is that Kenny Drake pick. Um, like, I, I picked him because I want to have hope in it. And I, I, I picked, I didn't draft him, I traded for him because he kind of got hurt. He's a first round draft pick. He, he's got the potential. I'll talk about it later, but I'm, I'm starting Kenny Drake and Chase Edmund this week, and I'm not happy about it, but I have to. That so, is crazy. 
And it's insane, dude. You're limiting your upsides. But it's the Jets. Anyway, um, I want to mention the your the team seven, team eight, the the one of each pick. I don't like those at all. What this season has taught <coughs> me is that early picks for tight ends and early picks for quarterbacks are just not worth it. Well, do you see how the the only two tight ends picked? Uh, those are the only two that are worth it. Those are sure. worth it. I totally disagree with you last But also, Waller is still out there. Yeah, and but... if you're the person who picks up Waller, you could still be not too far below Kelsey or Kittle and the season. Yeah, but I own Waller, and he goosed me, and that was sad. Uh, yeah, and then Kittle goosed you for the last two weeks because he's been injured. We're doing rest of season right now. Are we not? Right. Okay, so invalid. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have three teams left. And they're good ones. Um, mine yeah. being the best for sure, just because Joe Mixon's yeah. on it. I picked Josh Jacobs in the, with the 10th pick of the draft with Joe Mixon, Kenny Galladay, and Russell Wilson was the first quarterback taken with the third pick of the fourth round. Honestly, love my running backs, but not that impressed by the whole – I just wanted to spice it up and get the first quarterback. And uh, I don't really think this team is that good, but that's okay. <laughs> Hold on, we are not moving on to this before we get Joe to the Mixon. Here's the truth. Joe As Mixon. Kyle was drafting in this round, oh, yeah. before picking Joe Mixon, Kyle's kind of you know thinking out loud. He's like, actually, it might be time to take Jonathan Taylor. And and I'm confident he would have taken him if if I hadn't piped him and said, oh really, over over Joe Mixon? Matt's gonna hear about this. And so then he's like, well, all right. And then. Then he waited on Jonathan Taylor much further down the line in the draft. But. I would like to say I didn't want to take Jonathan Taylor because, like, it it <laughs> didn't take you saying that. The, the minute it, the thought crossed my mind, I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> but I thought it was worth talking about. Uh, so I did consider it. Um, but, yes, I got to go with my gut. Joe Mixon is having a big season. All right. <laughs> yeah, the big game. Let's say no, that. No, he's having so game. many more. I'm fully on board. He's at one. All right, let's move on. Next team, James. Oh, go ahead. Well, I just, I just yep, not yep, sure yep. why we're moving on yet because. Oh, did you want to talk more about that team? Did you know the name number two fantasy number two fantasy tight end right now, Kyle? Name number two. Yep. Who's the number in the total points? Yeah. Points per game or not? No, just who's the number two overall points? John Smith is close, but he missed last week. And so guess well, Darren Waller has to be a guess. Okay, not Darren. Not Jared Cook. <laughs> not Jared Cook. He's like, yeah, I don't lose a guess for that. Uh, I don't know. This is really tough because there's been so many guys You're who have been injured. Or, or I'm not gonna get it. You're not gonna get it. Go ahead and I gotta dig deep then. Oh, does this count Cameron Bray because he plays an extra game? Counts out every time. Sure, go ahead. Cameron Bray. No. He has a big game. Uh, I don't know. Drew Sample. Tanyan. It's Tanyan. Oh, I should have guessed that. But you know why? No one would care because it was one game that was explosive and huge, but it catapults him to number two. So that's why we can't run because Joe Mixon has one game that's really good. How about this? Just for the fact, just just for the time factor, um, 
I could go into why that makes no actual logical sense, but I'll just let everyone in this podcast believe. I'll just let everyone believe that Joe Mixon and Robert Tanyan are the same and very comparable. <laughs> <laughs> and we just won't talk anymore about it. Everyone's going to be like, wow, Robert, I should have bought into Robert Tanyan. Anyway, <laughs> next team. Matthew, go ahead and run down your last team. Uh, let's see. I'm pretty excited about this one. James Robinson. James Conner, Will Fuller, Robbie Anderson. Um, when I was drafting, I got a lot of, mm, really, in shock from, from both of the guys guys here. But I stand by my picks. I think that James, uh, both of the Jameses, actually are proving themselves worthy in fantasy this year. I don't really see them, you know, barring injury, of course, things like that, having reasons why they're going to be doing less than what they've been doing. And Will Fuller and Robbie Anderson both have been plenty impressive for me this season. For sure, going into the draft, I would never have drafted them this high at the beginning of the season, but I think they've proven themselves. I think this is the best team of like unsung heroes from the draft. Of these are guys that you would not have drafted at these spots. Yeah, really have performed. Yeah, that's what we call the entire team is unsung heroes from the original draft. See, when I look at it, I see like the most likely team to be a flash in the pan, just because you don't know. Like Robbie Anderson has never done it yet. You know, James Robinson has never done it yet, and Will Fuller and James Conner are very prone to get hurt. Not not saying that this can't work, but I would say, like, most likely to just be, like, a one-off, oh, one good week, and then everyone's just done. <laughs> no no longer on the list. But it's more like one good season. Maybe, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think it's, like, they're doing well. That's fair. All right. And, like, James Conner and Will Fuller both have had, already have had injury scares this season, but they came back and, and they've performed since then. And so that, like, basically when James Conner got hurt in game two, everybody was like, oh, he's done, pick up Benny Snell. But he's proven since then that he still can be a running back one. And so, pretty good team. All right. Now, this was, the last team of the draft is interesting because it's the only team that went two wide receivers first. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, like I said, honestly, this, every other pick, the first 11 picks were running back. So, with the 12th and the, the 13th team. pick, Eli, who'd you take? This is the team that I might feel the best. Okay. Honestly, it's Tyree Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, Antonio Gibson, Ronald Jones. Um, Antonio Gibson has flashed one really solid week. Half the points of Kenyon Drake, and you're more sold on him than you are. Which doesn't he make does, sense to me. He looks, he looks <laughs> so good. And the same reason <laughs> Ronald Jones tonight no, was a so bell cow back. He was being used so consistently. Leonard Fournette was on the sidelines, didn't go on the field a single he's time. A, he's hurt. He was active since he was active. Really? Yeah. yeah Leonard he was, didn't practice all week, though. He was like, he was, in a, he he was active, on, but he was in an emergency active. Active, But he got lit up. Right. Keyshawn Vaughn's not good, but, like, Leonard Fournette is not healthy. So I think right. if Leonard Fournette is healthy, they've already shown this season, like, right. when he is they, healthy again, he's not about coming back. active tonight in order to use him as an emergency back. But Ronald Jones looks good tonight being used on an every down basis. And even with that, um, he scored about 16 points tonight. He looked good. And that's coming off of the week last week when there was a lot of doubt surrounding if he could be that running back one for the Bucks. Would have scored higher had they not taken away his legitimate touchdown. Yeah, he got a touchdown, they, they but they dead. And they, so they he wanted to get it. But actually, this is this is probably my favorite team of Eli's uh, picks. Possibly, possibly right up there with the Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor, Stephon Diggs, and CeeDee Lamb. I like that team as well. But I do think I probably like this one just a little bit better. Okay. 
I think that I like the wide receivers of this one better and the running backs, which obviously they're well, just mirrors. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I know. I just thought I should say it. Um, I have one more thing I want to do with this draft. Wait, no. Which of Eli's team do you think is the best? Oh, you wanted me to pick I, of Eli's? I think it's two and one and four for me. Yeah, it's definitely between one and four. That's not a question. I think it's got to be one at this point just because CeeDee Lamb being your second wide receiver, that's not a big deal. Like, I, I definitely wouldn't have gone Stephon Diggs there. However, I just think Aaron Jones and Jonathan Taylor are significantly better. So that's why I would pick that team being my favorite. Eli, let's vote on Matthew's team. Which of Matthew's teams do we like the best? I will probably go with uh, Clyde Edwards. So that's that's his second team. Uh, Clyde Edwards, Devontae, DK, and Todd Gurley. I just love DK. He's so fun to watch. And I think that he's only going to improve. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. I do believe that Devontae Adams is fully healthy. However... I think that just for the the spice of it, I'm going to go with Matthew's second – or his first team, sorry, Delvin Cook, Tyler Lockett, Kelvin Ridley, Josh Allen, mostly because I have Kelvin Ridley, and I really want that to be – Josh Allen. Josh, Josh Allen. The Stallion. He's a stud. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Uh, and then do you guys want to vote on which of my teams you like the most? I'm going to go with team two. That's Zeke, Sanders, Robinson, and Boyd. And I think that speaks to how I feel about all of your teams based on how low I am on Miles Sanders. Oh, um, wrong. Sorry, man. I, you're wrong. You're wrong, but it's funny. I actually think that is my favorite team of yours as well. All right. Um, I'm not nearly as low on Miles Sanders as, as either. In fact, I'm not low on Miles Sanders. Um, so I think that's, that's my favorite team of yours. Um, but overall, guys... I think my team is better. Okay. I think, I think I have the two best teams in the draft. Matthew, hold on, Eli. Let's, no, let's give this. Let's give this to him. Let's just clap because he needs it. And now, the last thing I want to do with these drafts is I want to go round by round. I want you guys to tell me the player that belongs the least. So, like, find the odd player out in that round. Okay. And also, you have to acknowledge that one player is at the front and the end. So, like, take that into account. But find, like, the... Silliest pick in each round, you could say. I have mine right off the bat for the first round. If you guys, uh, I'll give you, I'll buy you guys some time because I think that Chris Carson, as the eighth running back off the board, is just. I cannot ever imagine doing that based on the amount of touches he's had this season. I just could not ignore Kareem Hunt getting twenty. Touches Josh Jacobs getting 25, James Robinson getting 25, Joe Mixon getting 25. I just couldn't ignore all of these touches to pick Chris Carson as the eighth running back. That's just my opinion. So that's my player in the first round. Who do you guys think is the odd man out? I think mine is pretty similar to yours in terms of thought process, but it becomes with the lack of production on those touches. That's James Robinson. Oh, really? Um, I think that he, he's early round two for sure, but I think that this first round is pretty solid. He is the number six running back. I think that he should be doing I think that he should, granted, sixth running back, not bad. He's a great player. But the reason that he's at the end of this entire stream of those top 11 running backs is that he's not doing quite as much as we hope. And granted, 
best low drafted players from this season. Would you have picked Would you have picked Carson or would you have picked Connor Mixon? Like who would you have I picked over him? Any of those second round picks besides Josh Kelly. Oh, okay. So you think he deserves all the way down there at the end? Even okay. Miles Sanders. Even Miles Sanders. Okay. Wow. Matthew, who is your odd man out in the uh, first round? Well, first of all, you were quick to point out that Van Garden said he's the sixth running back. Yes. Do you know what number five is? Joe Mixon. Chris Carson. He's the number five running back. Yeah, but look Chris at their. But it's, it's let's look at the. Hold um, on. No, real quick. Like, I think it's worth talking about just real quick. I'm Actually, hold on. I'll do some totaling. You tell us your odd man out while I do some addition. Uh, my odd man out is Derek Henry. Um, one, we have the COVID considerations and the possibility of two. He also had basically one good game, right? Like, he's, he's not done well. I do think that he's going to turn it around. And I think it's really hard to become one an odd man out in this first round because there's not one. They're all they're all worthy of it. But if I had to pick one, I'm picking him because I think he's picked earlier than he should have been. Okay. That is, I'm in agreement there just because the COVID risk. Now, after doing some quick totaling, James Robinson so far has 60 carries as well as 14 receptions on the season. When you look at Chris Carson's numbers, he has 53 carries with only with 15 receptions. So receiving work basically the same. James Robinson is getting more touches on a per game basis and has scored less touchdowns on the year. Which yeah, you only convinced me to draft Carson more. Really? Oh yeah. With James seven, Robinson getting seven more points. Potentials to a better running back. I'm going to choose the better okay. running back. See, I would, see, I'm picking James Robinson just because the efficiency factor. Like he's had a lot more yards, and I trust yards more than touchdowns. But that's that's just the difference so far. So we'll see. Time will tell. Let's hop down to the second round. Who do you guys think is the most out of place pick in the second round? Easy, Josh Kelly. All right, yeah. Josh Kelly, and my pick is. Probably Joe <laughs> No, that no, all these players belong. I guess I agree, besides two points Here's here's my thought. I agree with you that Josh Kelly is the most out of place player in the second round. However, when you consider the running back drop off, like at least the one that I perceive. Like, I perceive a gigantic running back drop-off after him. The way that Kenyon Drake has disappointed so far, the way that Antonio Gibson has only flashed once, the way that Ronald Jones probably won't be a bell cow for very long. You know, I think that Josh Kelly, out of all the running backs that were left, had the most potential. So, yes, he's out of place because he was, like, the last running back of the group. However, I think he's worth it. So, we'll see. Um, So, I... I don't think we need to talk about it more, probably. Let's jump down to the third round. Who is the most... Oh, we agreed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who is the third this round out of place? This is a really hard one. I, I, I kind of... Oh, no, it's not. Kenny Drake. Hands I, want, I want to pick... This is what I was about to say. Is I almost want to pick Kenny Drake, but since he's my pick, and the reason <laughs> that I picked him is that I want to be faithful in him, I'm just going to completely ignore that fact <laughs> and go with more of a selfish pick and choose Kenny Galladay, hoping that the Detroit Lions continue just to prove how ridiculously bad the team they are. Uh, okay. I, I'm going to choose Odell Beckham. Not because I think he's wow. bad. Not because I think he's bad for the third round, but just because, like, 
we've only seen one good game in the last season and a quarter of a season. You know, like, in the last 20 games Odell Beckham has played, he's had, like, one really, really impressive game that I can remember. Not that I think he's a bad pick here, but the reason he's my most out-of-place player is because I believe that Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Kenny Galladay, all, and Mike Evans, for that matter, all should have gone before Odell Beckham. Maybe even Tyler Boyd. So, I not that he's a bad player, but he's out of place. I agree that he underperformed last season, but I think even with his last season numbers, he is worth a round per pick. If Kenyon Drake hadn't been there, Odell would have easily been my choice, because I right. agree that he was not, he was chosen to survive. Right. Now, Eli, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Odell Beckham doesn't belong in the round. I'm just saying he doesn't belong in the middle of the round. He belongs at the end of the round, which is like, it's a small distinction, but I think it's worth it. Okay, let's move on. The fourth round, this is kind of just shots in the dark, so who do you guys think is the most out of place? Patrick Mahomes. I'll say it. I'll be the one to say it. Now explain. Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't belong there. (laughs) I'm going to say my player real quick, and then I have to step away for a hot sec. Um, my player that does not belong, in my opinion, at this position is CeeDee Lamb. I would not. What? I don't want something that's that. I don't trust rookie wide receivers as a policy. Oh my God. They just don't hit on a year to year basis. So I'm out on rookie wide receivers. Um, Why is it year wide so, No, like every year, rookie wide receivers don't hit. So I just don't grab them. Kyle is currently leading our podcast to take care of Adam, I believe. Um, no, I had to turn it there. Oh, the Matt Dippy League. I don't know. Who's your player, Matt? I'm trying to pick. I I don't know if I agree with him on CD then, because I just think, like, he's playing quite well. He's, let me check it out, the 16th wide receiver right now. And he was picked. I'll count the best between the top. Okay. Probably, like, what actually... I'd say, or he was picked maybe Juju. I think Juju would probably be my pick, which is my name. I'd say, yeah, that seems to make sense. But like, where how he's actually playing and what he's you know putting up, I'm gonna go with Juju. Man, I feel targeted in these last two rounds. Well, I told you that your seats were the ones that I was like meh about. So I feel like these, especially with your and Kyle's one of each teams. Like, yeah, but we, we looked at this by round by round. Oh, but we have seen why choosing a quarterback early is not a good choice. And and I I firmly believe that the tight ends have proven this year why choosing them early is not a solid choice. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I really feel solid about those teams over the other players. Okay. I hope Kyle tracks this for us, or Matt Stroman. This is something. You check this for us for the rest of the season. Yeah, Matt, if you're listening to this, we have a task, and that's to go to, at the end of the season, come back to this mock draft and grade each of these teams, figure out their scores. Mm -hmm. We want to hear from you, folks. Let us know which team sounded good to you. Who had crappy picks, etc. All right, well, since Kyle abandoned us, uh, let's move on to some matchups. And so, uh, we can pick 
we didn't talk too much about the game tonight. Um, I don't know. Did you have any big takeaways from that? Yeah, let's let's just switch um, just for a moment to a quick review the the game tonight against the Bears and the Bucks. Uh, I definitely was wrong. I thought the Bucks would would win. I don't know how the Bears pulled it off. I I'm so annoyed that the Bears won tonight because I think that the Buccaneers definitely played a better game. Nick Foles looked like not playoff Nick Foles, basically trash. I'm so, hoping that I'm not just in this state of like, come on, wake up, Matthew, realize that the Bears are actually pretty decent. Because I don't. I don't think this at all. I mean, how are they 4-1? and one? They do not look good. But I the, looked up at the, end of the sec- at the end of the second quarter and saw that the Bears had 13 points, and I thought, how did that happen? Yes. Like, it, it, it should not. They should I'm not. Back, baby. Yeah, Kyle has come back to join his podcast. It's interesting. Sorry, um, I had to run away. It's not my podcast. It's actually been given away. I'm sorry, Matthew. Oh, yeah, I don't know if you heard, but my podcast was given away. I heard that we jumped into our matchup. Though. Sorry to interrupt. We were well, talking about... We, we started talking about the game uh, tonight, though, between the Bears and Bucks. Oh, yeah. How was Scotty Miller for you? Um, I, I heard he got this, a lot of looks. I, I had to work, so I didn't get to watch. Scotty Miller has had two bad weeks. I have also started him two out of five weeks. Which weeks? Those two weeks the big are ones? the same weeks. Oh, no. Ah! Zero points the first week and a big... Zero tonight. He I bet. didn't have a single look tonight, and it, he was on the field often, probably about fifty percent of snaps, and still got zero targets. Let me try to get in your head real quick. This is you before the matchup, trying to decide who to start. I bet you're like, you know what? I tried it once, and he had three point seven. There's no way he can be worse than three point seven, right? I'm gonna put him in. He can't be worse than three. He was worse than three. <laughs> <laughs> is that was is that what you were thinking? Yeah. You know what the worst part was? Yeah. Was, I was watching towards the end of the, I think it was towards the end of the second quarter, and I'm watching Tom Brady sit in the pocket, and I'm like, he is looking at Scott Miller, and Matthew can vouch for this. So I'm, I'm sitting and saying, he's looking, he's looking, throw it, and then he looks for a short pass for Ronald Jones and tosses it off, and it gets knocked down. And then right after that play, the announcers are like, and he's staring right downfield at Scotty Miller, but he just doesn't break free. And if he <laughs> over the top of Scotty Miller, it would have been a touchdown. But and you, Tom Brady doesn't have an arm. I he's so old. For everything that Eli said, as far as he said this, and <coughs> counters it, where I don't vouch for him, is that I do not agree that Scotty Miller was wide open. I, like there, there was good coverage on Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller did, did not. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Cook is a good tight end. But your breeze is bad. That being said, Dave Montgomery got a lot of work. Ron Jones got a lot of work. They seem to be two bell cow running backs. Good to see some more clear backfields, at least for this week. Um, some good wide receiver performances as well. Mike Evans catching another two-yard touchdown. Very impressive. Allen Robinson, very, very solid PPR game. All right, let's jump into our matchups, though. We have a lot of decent ones. A lot that could go both ways. Some surprising projections in my mind. Where do you guys want to start? Do you? I know what my game of the week is, but I'll let you guys choose. I want to see if you guys are going to pick the same game of the week as I am. I'll probably go for game of the week between. Um, Just pick one. Oh, you think me and Matthew? I, it is a good rivalry. It's good. Yeah, we I like the rivalry factor. Co-podcast. And there. You, you're always hyped up on your own team. It's exciting um, to start the season. Really right I feel like the way that the schedules line up, 
between the keeper league and the regular league. Seems like the first few weeks of the season, we're always playing one of each other. And that's kind of fun. There's always some rivalry going on. Okay. Matthew, what would you pick as the game of the week? I think so. Yeah, CJ. Okay. That's the game that I was going to pick. So that's where we're going to start because I'm commissioner. Game of the week is between Balls of Fury 4-0 against 4-1. and I don't – oh, I think it's because the Bears are 4-1. and So I changed his name. I didn't quite understand it, but – so I changed it because he's gonna make CJ four one. Oh, I like that. That's bold. That's that's a good yeah. shot. Uh, Fourteen points from your kicker is a good way to start the week. Congratulations, CJ. You benefit from a broken system. Otherwise, CJ is <laughs> CJ's team is in really rough shape just because of his bye weeks. He has Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and Marquez all on his bench because of the bye week. And it shows in his lineup this week. If there's any week to play CJ, I think it's this one. Um, thoughts on the lineup? He's playing Duke Johnson right now. Uh, no, never mind. That's no, that's Dearness Johnson from for Cleveland. Yeah, Duke and David Johnson. There are three D Johnsons in this league. I'm all screwed up, but playing Dearness Johnson, David Johnson. He does like the thing about CJ's team is his. Wide receivers could pull him through any matchup, but I just don't see that happening this week. I have Cy here in a landslide with Patrick Mahomes, Dalvin Cook. Do you guys see it a different way? Um, I also think that Cy will too. Um, uh, man, it's, it's really unfortunate this is for CJ the situation he's in, but you know, I always get that. Unfortunately. Uh, I'm still taking CJ in this one. You're taking CJ still, even though he has to play Dearness Johnson, Justin yeah. Herbert. Yeah, because I don't think that Kareem Hunt gets every single carry. Uh, and I think that they'll definitely be looking to change things up when Indianapolis is shutting down Kareem Hunt. Um, not to say that they're not going to shut down Dearness Johnson, but he's, CJ actually just had to in the chat recently saying there's no way that Dearness only scores five points. And I actually agree with that. He's going to pick up his catches. Uh, he's he's going to pick up some trash points. Um, I, I think that Indianapolis is going to smash Cleveland, but their running backs are still going to pick up points. Um, with that being said, if Zach Moss is back, which is looking impossible, uh, Singletary is going to lose some touches. Tyler Lockett has proven that he's not matchup proof. Granted, Minnesota's a pretty smash matchup. Um, yeah, I was about to say, you bring up matchup? I mean, that's like one of the best. Right. It, it's a really solid matchup. Moss is going to cook. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'll pick CJ on this one. I think because I think that both teams have players who could really just absolutely blow up. As great of a matchup that Tyler Lockett has, Adam Thielen has just as great of a matchup. That's going to be a very high-scoring game between Seattle and uh, Minnesota. I hope so. That will be fun to watch. I think that both teams have one position that is definitely weak. Obviously, CJ is missing a running back, and Cy has some trouble at the flex position. Right now, he's Renfro in, but he just found out Ruggs is back this week. He also has Daryl Henderson on his bench who could score 20 at any moment. So there's some tough choices here for Cy, and it might make or break this week. So I'm excited to see what he chooses. He is my pick to upset the the 4-0 and o, uh, balls of fury, and that would probably bump him up the the power rankings. I think – is is he above CJ right now? No, no, Elisha is. Elisha is too. Okay, so could bump Cy up above if he, if he wins this week. Let's jump to Eli's game of the week. The rivalry match right now, I'm projected to get beaten pretty handily by Matthew. But here I am as the sixth power rank team hanging right in the middle of the pack. 
Matthew is the behemoth trying to take him down. Um, we forgot to do our waiku on yesterday's show to choose my kicker of the week. So Eli, yeah, so Eli needs to write a waiku, but it has to still end with me having Santos. Unless you want to pick a different kicker. No more comments on this game until I come up with my waiku. All right, come up with a waiku real quick. I'm going to talk about it. I'm a little bit nervous about my team just because Joe Mixon decided to show up on the injury report. I think it's just a maintenance day. That's just a hunch I have. It's a shin injury. Like, what do you really do to your shin, I guess? But, And Calvin Ridley got goose-egged in his last matchup. So I'm, I'm a little nervous with my team right now. I also have to start James Washington in my flex because Devontae Adams is on by. So I really don't see much of a, a way that I can win this week <laughs> like I want to. The nice thing that I've learned from me is a lot of your players are facing some very decent matchups. The Chargers have a, a decent run defense. Pittsburgh, one of the best run defenses. Um, I, so I guess that's one silver lining, but I am still not very confident. Matthew, do you want to make some comments on either I team, but mostly yours? The way that I see you winning this is if, if it's Joe Mixon wasn't a fluke if he comes back with some another. Well, it, it definitely wasn't a fluke. But otherwise, otherwise, I see like man, I just I, I do have tough matchups. That part's true, but I don't know. Are you nervous about Terry McLaurin's status for this week? No. He has a thigh injury. You're, you think he's playing no matter what? Uh, you expect him to play at least at this point. Also, you have DJ Moore, and as much as I love DJ Moore as a player, like, I just think he's so good. He's just nothing this season. Yeah, so far. Yeah, I. They keep rating him at high levels, and like he's just not well, getting those. The one twenty-point week for the Chargers, man. Um, potentially true. I am a little disappointed. I should have expected it. I'm mad that I didn't expect it because Teddy Bridgewater is just not the same kind of a throwing quarterback. He's a, probably a better quarterback than Kyle Allen was, but he's not the same when it comes to his receivers. Robbie Anderson coming to town meant a lot more yeah, than I was hoping it did. Really disrupted everything. But it's weird because it's, it's interesting because they're actually using Robbie Anderson a lot in the short game, and you expect him to be like a deep threat. But they're, that's how they're using DJ Moore. So it's weird their their air yards on the, all their targets. I I'm still optimistic, but yeah, I I wish that I could be more confident in that. I was much more confident in this team when I drafted it. <laughs> Obviously, that was before yeah, Devontae Adams got hurt. But anyway, I think that sums up my thoughts. Eli, do you have your waiku? Santos did his job. He only scored you three points. You want Blankenship? <laughs> Are you asking Basically, me the question? Basically, you're going to keep Santos. And you want Blankenship? But I could say yes, and then I get you, to choose? You, no. Okay, so you need to rewire. you got to tell me who my kicker is, because right so now... This is your kicker. But it, you just made it sound like Blankenship. Yeah, I know. I it's really only fair, since you already played. Yeah, you already played. So yeah, solid nine your, points. I'm not going to use have you use your commissioner powers to, to change it. I'll take nine points. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about in this matchup? Eli, anything you want to say before we can move on? Oh. This was your choice. Who do you have beating? This was your game of the week, so who do you have winning? Uh, Matthew's going to win. Okay, even if Matthew does win, does a loss to the number one ranked power team, like, obviously, like, this can change, but do you think that I would have to drop in the power rankings? 
not that you would know what to expect at this point, but oh, in my mind, I'm, I don't know where you're at about right now. I'm at six. I actually think that I'm probably more likely to move up the power rankings this week than down. No matter what the outcome, I think that my team could, mostly because if I lose to Matthew, I can imagine a scenario where I score like 155 and Matthew just puts up 190. So it's like, I could move up. I plan on it. Joe Mixon's really really high. I think you could. Oh, Mixon. Also, I think Josh Jacobs is due. He's due for a touchdown or two. All right, let's move on to our next matchup. Bad matchup this week. Kansas City and Baltimore for Josh Jacobs and Mixon, respectively. All right, we'll see. Let's move on to our next matchup. I'm predicting currently the blowout of the week. This is my prediction. Blowout of the week is going to be the South Dakota standouts against For the Brand. Chad is going to get spanked this week. Just a theory I have. I really believe in it. Um, not that Chad doesn't have some decent players. I just think that Elisha's firing on all cylinders right now. There's no reason why Russell Wilson, Ezekiel, and James Conner can't do it. Again, you never know what Tyreek Hill is going to do. So that's my prediction right off the bat. Do you guys have a different opinion about this game? Uh, I don't think it's the blowout that I think it's going to be. Yeah, you I'm think Chad will put up a fight? Or do you think Elijah's not going to score well? Uh, I think Chad's putting up a fight. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't, frankly. Um, uh, he could use the damage of the tight end, but otherwise, I think he's good. Any other thoughts? Yeah, here? I, no, I see both teams walking away with, uh, walking away with a 3.2, or a 3-2 um, record from this game. With, like, I think that um, Chad was set up with a 15.5 score from Ronald Jones tonight, and I think that that's that's about what you hoped for from Ronald Jones. In fact, um, to give you that solid base going into the week against a matchup where Chad probably wasn't favored to win, um, and I think that that's enough to put something off. Where uh, Chad's biggest question mark is going to be Will Fuller, honestly, uh, to see if Will Fuller can continue continue to establish something with um, uh, shoot. Deshaun Watson. It's late. It it's, past, it's past little, it's past little Eli's bedtime. Uh, Eli. if, if, if he can This is what happens when you're allowed to stay up late. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we make him go to bed, folks. All right. With Deshaun Watson. Thank you. Yes, that's Deshaun. That's the biggest question mark and that if Deshaun Watson and Okay, how many should-be touchdowns do you think DK Metcalf is going to fumble out of the end zone this week? Over or under one half? <laughs> he will not do it again, I think. <laughs> okay, I think he might, but probably doubtful. Um, interesting to see how this one goes. I just have a hunch. We'll also, see if I'm right. No probably won't. Game, Chad benched David Montgomery. Play David Montgomery until the foreseeable future. Just so Yeah, I would have over Ronald Jones, but probably not the other two yet. Um, but Chad's roster is not awful as long as Ronald Jones isn't just like a, a fill-in yeah, and I'm he probably, actually produces. Honestly, when it came to power rankings, I'd probably put Chad's team over yours by all at this point. Okay. Uh, with that Mike Davis. You're position, wrong, but I respect your opinion anyway. <laughs> okay, if his, if his bench is Philip Lindsay and Dave Montgomery and Robert Tanya right now, and it's Julio like, Jones, Julio Jones is on his bench. 
Julio Jones is pretty trash this <clears throat> But it's like, oh, Jones I have this. And you still, you, you have, like, a $100 bill that went void last year. Like, or it's a $100 gift certificate, and it just, like, went bad. You're like, oh, this is so yes, good. But you like, were just excited about it. Okay, so what you just did in my mind is like you looked at the bench and you saw this really valuable action figure that you left in your closet when you were a kid and it had like grown old and you at first thought it was really valuable and then you realized after picking up his toy and talking about Julio Jones for half a second, you're like, oh, yeah, I broke this two years ago. But and the then you're like, this is actually worthless. My bad for ever talking about Julio Jones. But the reason that you can just be like, my bad, whatever, talking about it, is because you have DK Metcalf on your starting lineup. Is he your team to beat? Hmm. Can't go there. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done that in a while, though. We haven't well, done that. He is above your team. That's my hot take. Okay. Let's move on then, and so I can roast you. Maybe I picked the wrong blowout. I should have picked the Cheetah Girls against the Landlord. Uh, but That's a low. <laughs> Alan, is broken in that Alan Robinson scoring 19 points is a good start for the Cheetah Girls here. Um, they, I just completely disagree with that opinion, <laughs> but I don't know what else to say about it. What makes someone trash? Yeah, like, he catches everything. He, he did catch almost every single pass that came his way tonight. He's, he's, he's 10 for 16. You don't get 16 targets if you're a bad receiver. It just doesn't happen. Nick Foles was using him as it's it's the same as um, the first game this season when they were talking about Devin Hopkins or yeah the safety blanket for Deshaun Watson where it's like he is the safety blanket for Nick Foles right now where he's getting those targets because he is a great wide receiver and so he is a great wide receiver. All I'm right. going up against him in a PPR fantasy league and I'm very annoyed because he did nothing with his receptions tonight. Ninety yards is pretty good. He caught everything at seven yards, and then went straight down the field. Okay, well, here's the question. Did they win? I don't know how. They won, yes. yes. So he did enough. He did plenty. Okay, let me t- The first thing that I notice about your team is pretty comical to me because, like, when you look at it, the green of the matchups really catches your eye. And so when you see that both of your running backs have, like, super green <laughs> matchups, and it's like, oh, this is a smash play, but... Actually, it's just because both of the matchups are the same because you're playing both, Let Chase, me talk about this. both Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake are starting for Eli, and he has Jameson Crowder in his foot. Okay, so let's go through here. What a team! Jameson Crowder is not actually so, bad. Eli's running back saga is he drafts Nick Chubb and Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey goes down, and so Eli says, I need to pivot, otherwise I am screwed this season. Then he picks up... Kenyon Drake, who's this first round pick, super hot hype around, and absolute trash also. And so, then, what's the only worst thing that can happen to Eli is his running back two goes down, and so Nick Chubb, going into a game where he's supposed to be super explosive and Kareem Hunt has a doubtful groin, as all of the news is saying. One of the things was... His groin's like, I don't know, dude. You're not that good. I doubt your abilities. I doubt your catching abilities. And so then, instead of Hunt going down and Chubb getting everything, then Chubb goes down, and now Eli is stuck playing him and Drake and Chase Edmonds. But, 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 but. Oh, please. But if you look at Ken and Drake and Chase Edmonds from here to the beginning of the season... I will. 
adding them together, they always go to about 20 points. Can you read? Per you game. want 20? <laughs> if every player on your roster scored 10 points, you would have 90 fantasy points on the way. This is better than my running backs have done since Christian McCaffrey was on my roster. This is the best that I can do. Because Justin won't trade me Antonio Gibson. I would like to change the blood of the week. So, I will say that I bet you will get 20 points. And so, between those two, if Kenny Drake and Chase Edmonds are going up against the Jets, and they are collectively doing that, they are going to get at least two touchdowns between the two of them. Uh, they are going to score between the two of them at least 30 points this week. Well, that was a big jump. That is what I'm going with. Okay. Okay, but we also... I bet they get 40, 45 points, and you still have overlooked. Well, <laughs> I don't actually think they'll get 40, 45 points, but what I'm saying is how could you possibly win if you look at the Cheetah Girls? They have second-round draft pick in our most recent draft, Joshua Kelly. I need to make – this is a quick, very important announcement. I know Hannah listens. I think Les listens as well. Please do me a favor as the commissioner. Put Derrick Henry in your flex instead of Josh Kelly because right now his game is scheduled last and it might get postponed. So the reason I want you to do that is that way whatever player you decide to use as your backup player could be a running back or a wide receiver. You get to choose just one player to be your backup. Do me a favor and do that. It will be easier for me as a commissioner if that game does get canceled. And, and it will be better for you. player to when you're in situations like that, any player in our league. To, to look if you know someone's in jeopardy to put them in your flex spot because it's, it's not just for college, it's here for you to kind of make subs. Yes, and Julian Edelman also, it got postponed to Monday at 4, apparently. I think that one will happen, but uh, it's I'm starting to get nervous. I don't want it to happen. I'm glad not very many people have paid me in some way because that means I won't have to pay somebody. Like, if the season gets all screwy, guys, I think I'm just going to say, like, okay, money back. Let's just, like, see what happens for fun. So it's a good thing that most of you haven't paid me. However, if you want to be cool, you, know, <laughs> you, you could your pay your dues. league dues, please. Um, anyway. The, My vote is if you haven't paid your league dues, you just take a loss this week. Wait, whatever happened to no one can draft until you pay? Yeah, I thought about that, and then I realized, like, I'm not – sure I don't care. Like, there has been a lot of years, actually, where, like, for example, there was this one guy who played with us at MLC. He picked Julio in the first round. He wasn't actually that into it. Julio got injured week one. He hadn't paid his dues yet. He just refused to pay a $20 dude. I was pretty pissed, but I was like, you know what? I guess I just have to pay for it. And that has happened probably way too many times. Yeah, but, you like know, mostly I win anyway. So it's like, oh, I just win $20 less. So it's not a big deal. Um, let's get back on track here real quick. Melvin Gordon, I expect to come plummeting back to earth this week. Derrick Henry's game might get canceled. I'm just trying to make a case for how I think possibly Eli might win. I'm going to win this game. Uh, okay. <laughs> if you think so. This is actually most likely the blowout of the week. But yeah, we got to lose by saying that. Though. Funny, though. This is like a Matt Stroman drafting or training for Jonathan Taylor. Here's an error. Like, just you wait, guys, because, like, who cares? We both yes. know it's a... <laughs> Stupid declaration. Love Bell. Love Bell's coming back from IR soon, if not this week, and probably next week. I'm excited to see what he can do. Although I'm not very enthusiastic with Adam Gase still being the head coach there, but you know that's that's cool. But I shouldn't you know mention it. What? 
on Saturday before Hannah Lee has made any moves. Lev Bell is going to get promoted from IR. And then she can't. And then she can't make any moves. Oh no, so sure. And, and then Josh Kelly and um, Edelman are going to get stuck where they are. She's not going to be able to move anybody around. <coughs> I think oh, the most likely is she'll probably just drop Mason Crosby because she has a kicker on a buy on her bench. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. So if I had to guess, that's anyway. Um, Kyler Murray, watch out. He's up and coming. He's a he's amazing. He's a stud. He's gonna be passing the lots. Penny Drake and Jason. Start him every week. All right, let's move on to our next matchup. We got two more to do here. Uh, let's jump to my favorite team to talk about. JT equals worth it against St. Peter Bigfoot. He had a decent start of the week with Mike Evans scoring 15 points, even though he only caught five passes for 41 yards. Gotta love those two-yard touchdown passes. When you look at this game, who stands out to you? Matthew, go. It up right now. And a follow-up. Okay, a follow-up question: Which running back in this matchup scores the most points? In this matchup, just for some context, we have Jonathan Taylor, James Robinson, Kareem Hunt, Antonio Gibson. All of these players have a chance to be the top scorer of this matchup, in my opinion. So who do you pick? James Robinson scores the most this week. Eli, do you have an opinion? I'll go with Jonathan Taylor. I think that he finally has where he establishes himself as a, a top four running back. Okay, I think Kareem Hunt, which is fun. We have all have some different. I just think that game, Kareem Hunt, Jonathan Taylor, they could both do very well. I really think it's going to be low scoring. They're just going to run and run and run, probably 40 times each. And I think that Kareem Hunt is more likely to do something special. Just based on his NFL career so far, he's more likely to catch a screen and go to the house from 40 yards out. He's more likely to, you know, bust through the line at 30 yards and score. So I think that's why I'm taking Kareem Hunt out of all of these running backs. However, I hope James Robinson is the answer because I have him. I would have picked Kareem Hunt if it weren't for his opponent. It's a tough one, for sure. Um, When it comes to the wide receivers in this matchup, a little bit more, I think, doubt amongst us, I would say, at least amongst me. I mean, I can't fully be invested in Tyler Boyd or Robbie Anderson. I'm still hesitant about Stephon Diggs. I've voiced my thoughts about Deontay Johnson, and Keenan Allen is against the Saints, which is a very tough matchup. So, I guess I'm pretty cold on all of these wide receivers. Do you guys have different opinions? I know, Eli, you seem to really, really like Stefan Diggs this year. I do, but again, <clears throat> it's a tough match up there against Tennessee. Um, out of these six, I'm going Robbie Anderson for the top scorer of this matchup. Um, he's continued for the DJ Moore, just isn't there uh, for Teddy Bridgewater the past season. So I'll go Robbie Anderson on this one. I think that out, out of the other five, through the other five, what you're going to see is just, it's just tough matchups for you um, and for all of them. And you can honestly include the tight ends for both of that. Um, Mo Alley-Cox has the best matchup against Cleveland, and Mark Andrews, I don't know, it, he's definitely been the bust for me. Um, and so it, it's, it's funny to look at Mo Alley-Cox and say he's a touchdown kind of guy, and yet I still find more consistency in him than with Mark Andrews. Um, and so out of every single person that's all right, Matthew, any thoughts about these wide receivers? Um, well, a little surprised that I'm a, like I, 
thing that I'm most surprised that you're not seeing it. Like, he is ranked number five receiver. It's not just one good game. And who's this? I'm sorry. Are you talking about? Oh, that being said, I'm also picking Robbie Anderson as the guys who are most likely going to leave the Atlanta. Yeah, I think I forgot that he got to 14, almost 15, actually basically 15 points against the Rams because he had, did a pretty big disappearing act in that game. And I think because of that game, I was cold on him. <clears throat> Sorry, but now that I actually pulled up his numbers, I don't really think I have a reason to be cold on him. I guess I just am slow to adjust myself to Josh Allen being this really good passer all the time. Um, Tennessee is unlike any other defense they've played so far. So I think this is like, this is the game that's going to either make me say like, yep, I was right. Like, I don't really think you could do it against tough defenses or I'm just going to be wrong. And this is the game that I finally uh, turn myself around on that take. I think it's worth mentioning probably the most exciting defense combination this week, the 49ers are still decent, and they're going against turnover-prone Miami. And the Colts, decent defense as well, mostly going. it's important because they're going up against May, Baker Mayfield, excuse me, and he has not shown that he can do it this season. So I think that it's worth watching that matchup to see how they do. However, if you, were, if you were mad and you put a – and you put yourself into a, a tough situation, and you have two defenses on your roster, both that you drafted way too early. Who do you play this week? The 49ers against Miami or the Steelers against Philadelphia and Carson Wentz? Steelers. I think Steelers, hands down. Uh, this could be one of the big mistakes of the week. If he doesn't make the switch, I think it's a no-brainer. But you never know with defenses. Tough to tell. Well, that's hard to have Two highly yeah, you drafted their one. So I would highly. like to say that for Matt's team, I would love to trade for any one of those four running backs on the bench. Yeah, um, I guess speaking of bench, I would also say the highest scoring receiver is sitting on the bench right now. Michael Thomas probably won't play. I just think that can't see this. Okay. Well, we will definitely see. Um, I think that. If you are Matt right now and you drafted the Steelers defense as high as you did and you also just held them through their bye week, like if you can't, if you're not starting them against Carson Wentz, like why are they on your roster? Like that's a great matchup. So no brainer to me there. But we'll see what he does. Anyone else in this matchup that you guys want to talk about? I I am I like Gibson. I don't think you guys sounds good at all. Yeah, the last two I tried to trade with Justin for him so many times. Justin just was completely unreasonable. <laughs> yeah, which is okay. This needs to be talked about. It's out of left field. Like last year, I felt like Justin was one of the more reasonable traders. Like would talk a lot and like hear your opinions. He still wants to hear your opinions, but I feel like for some reason his takes this year have just like gone off the wall or like he's That's just like he's Harris been burned too many times. I don't understand it. Well, AJ Brown for George Kittle. Yeah, that that doesn't work. You know, like think think about where they were drafted even. So I don't, I don't quite get it. But I will. What I would say about Antonio Gibson is he's been more. It's minor number changes, but he's more involved in the passing game as the weeks go on. So if if it continues, he gets five targets a game. I think he's for sure a startable asset every single week. So we'll see where he goes on that. Who do you guys have in this matchup? 
I got to go with JT before it. It's, I, I do think that it's going to be a close match. I think that um, Justin is going to score much higher than his projected at 121. Um, but I think that Matt probably will as well. I can see this game approaching 150 for both teams. But I'm going to pick Matt as my pick. My pick is Matt as well, and I'd like to draw special attention to Robbie Anderson, mostly because he's playing Atlanta. I think that that could be a blow-up waiting to happen. So we'll see. Matthew, is that what you were going to say? I did say that I said that earlier. Oh, I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> Clearly. No, um, it's just not important. Well. I was thinking about Joe Mixon. I understand. That was a lot. Why are you picking Matt, specifically one player? Um, James Robinson. Okay, I, I thought you were going to say that. And, well, Robbie Anderson is, is a close second, for sure. I already took that one, so I just didn't think. <laughs> I already took that no, one. I, no, second. I don't believe you. Yeah, but you're going to listen to our podcast. You could hear yeah. it. No. Hey, when you guys hear this, when you hear this, please someone comment in the chat so let Kyle know that I did actually say that earlier quite clearly. That Somebody find – one of our loyal fans needs to go back two weeks ago and find when I called it ahead of time. All right, let's let's move on to our, let's move on to our last, last matchup against Falls to the Walls, one and three, coming off of some pretty tough matchups. Jerry – just so you know, Matthew just muttered under his breath that he thinks you're disgusting. That is not what I muttered. Oh, you think his team is disgusting? Right? Yeah. Oh, what do you think? He's disgusting. Oh, Jerry? I didn't think of Jerry's that. We all know what I'm talking about. Oh, balls to the walls. <laughs> okay. Against. Against that hot firefighter. I hope that hot firefighter rushes in that building to save. Football stuck to the wall. Moving <laughs> before on to the building burns down. Moving on to football. Teddy Bridgewater. No, dude, look at this quarterback matchup. Teddy Bridgewater against Ryan Tannehill in the quarterback spot. Chris Carson right now is the best player that I see in the matchup, and that is not a great thing when I look at fans. In my opinion, when I look at a fantasy football matchup. I was going to say Darren Waller. Darren Waller, yeah, at his position for sure. Um, in the game, I, I, <laughs> Todd, I look at, I look okay. at this matchup. It's a bit sporadic. Let's let's focus in a little bit. Let's talk about why we think it's so bad. I already mentioned the quarterback matchup, not ideal. But when you look at the running backs here, Jerry has Todd Gurley, Mark Ingram. We've seen what they can do for the most part. Not overly impressive. On the other side of all, we have a backup, like Davis Murray and Chris Carson, not getting a ton of touches. Obviously, I don't think there's anything that that's in that inspiring there. But if there's anyone who's going to go off, my opinion is that it's going to be Todd Gurley against Carolina over Chris Carson against Minnesota. I think Gurley's gotten a fair amount of like this year, but with the exception of one game, I would say he's just not a stuff. He's pretty solid otherwise. Um, and so I don't, I agree that I think it'll be worth watching over Carolina, but I also don't think he's certain that. Eli, thoughts on the running backs? Okay. Oh, it's past his deadline. Far past my deadline. Eli, we're, we're talking about Jeremiah and Carter here. And, Thank you. Okay, what do you think about the – anything about the – all right, we're moving on. Um, okay, more, important, more, more importantly, I think, um, the wide receivers is where I see the big difference in this matchup, counting Darren Waller, I guess. But Zach Ritz is decent. But Cooper Cup – Juju Smith-Schuster, John Brown, in my mind, are far superior over CeeDee Lamb, 
Bird, who, Demir Bird. If I don't even know your first name, that's saying something. And Jerry Judy. I think that's the big difference maker for me, and that's why I'm picking Carter here, no problem. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree. Um, I, I'd say at every single matchup, if you just walk down the list, it, it's pretty trash all the way down, I'm not going to lie. Um, like, Carter started with Tavis Murray. And, <laughs> I would start Jordan Howard. Right. So <laughs> no. At every single matchup, you're just finding that. I'll just leave this spot empty. Um, but um, honestly, the, the player who I wish I could name as the, the difference maker would be Jerry Judy. I was talking about him a little bit earlier with Matthew and saying that I don't think that he's going to be the top wide receiver this year, but I think next year he's going to be amazing. So it doesn't do that good in week. week yeah. If Drew Locke wasn't also hurt, I think Jerry Judy might have actually made it into that top 48 draft. That is, in my opinion, I got he's, he's super fun to watch. Oh, and if you, if you look at him and you watch him run out, he, he looks like he's dancing on the field. It's so fun to watch. And he's he's quick and agile and just Man, runs gosh. great routes. Eli's in the lineup. I, I, I agree with you. Jerry Judy is Eli. Yeah, Carter, keep running if you ever want to trade. I'm not interested. Yeah. Very good so, a lot of excitement around Jerry Judy. Math player, twice this week, that player is going to be Darren Waller. Okay, I love it. I hope he does well. I love Darren Waller as a player. He's going to keep her tight end, so I'd love to see that. Interesting, pretty bold strategy here by Carter. He's so confident in his team this week that he's leaving two of his bench spots open. He just doesn't even want to fill them. <laughs> <laughs> he he's just like sticking a in me. Andrew Conley. And the so basically, he has no match. I just think he doesn't have time. He still doesn't have time. Chris Conley does not deserve a job. <laughs> um, I think that Carter's pretty much... The most valuable person on his bench is a doubtful player who should be on the Iowa. Except he already has someone out there. Anyway, when we look at the standings, if everything goes according to what we consensus thought might happen here, Eli loses, Jerry loses... Justin loses. We get three teams going to one and four, but otherwise a pretty solid pack right there in the middle, occupying the middle of the standing. So I don't think that necessarily one and four puts you out of contention, but it's starting to get a little risky. Uh, so time to start reevaluating the season a little bit, trying to make some moves perhaps. Uh, if you want to make some moves, let me know. I'm all about it. If you want DJ Moore, I'll give him to you. Red dollar. <laughs> fab dollar. Oh, we don't use fab. No. Worthless. All right, folks, is there anything else that you guys want to say about these matchups? Any, what's on your mind today, you know, football-related? How are you feeling? Eli, what you've been dreaming about over there? I wish my team was dreaming. He was dreaming about his team. Poor guy. I dream. Woe is me. I chose I to have the first overall pick of the draft, and it didn't work. Woe is me. I dream that Kareem Hunt, non-confident throwing, would be the other one over Nick Chubb. Oh. I wish I could be Paul Chubb. Come on, Kyle. Hang out. I'm just thinking. Uh, <laughs> stop. <laughs> That's true. Mostly, I just want to leave us all with two thoughts here. 
There's nothing better. <laughs> there's nothing in better in fantasy football than believing in someone, despite all. <laughs> and then. And then that player just like being like, you know what, Kyle, you believe in me. I'm gonna show you why you believe in me. And then boom. And I was gonna bring up Joe Mixon, yeah, which I could. Like, but that is why. This is. Here's the thing. If Kenny and Drake does what, like, if they change the game plan, if they use him this week, and he does what Joe Mixon did last week, maybe not to a T, but if, if that happens, I'm full steam ahead on Kenny Drake again. Like, I never missed a beat. I'm just backing. But if he doesn't hit, I'm cutting bait. Like, I, but I, like, I have to keep him in the keeper league. He's a six-round pick. Like, I don't have a choice. Like, it's, it's too much value, but I'm not really thrilled. <laughs> it's like, I agree. Oh, well. I agree. Would have rather had my other first-round pick back, probably. But you live in your life. Well, folks, thanks for listening to our podcast. This was a long one. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want, maybe we can put in the description that you can maybe split it in half and, like, listen to the draft part today and then the rest tomorrow. I don't know. Whatever you guys want to do. Thanks for your support. Sorry if you can't, if you're disappointed that you can't see Eli's mustache. The truth is, we can hardly see it either. If yeah. you made it this far, you got some real good treats in the podcast. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, catch us on Grinder and also on Bumble. Stop. Have a good night. Catch us on Bumble. No. Thanks.